This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the 4,000 plus members that we have that get to come here every Saturday. Not all 4,000. Today we only have two. Um, three if you count me. But we have all these wonderful resources and viewpoints. And in the first segment, I'm going to ask these two young realtors their viewpoint on how the market is. I'm going to throw out a few <laughs> stats. But I think first you need to know who these two youths are. <laughs> uh, like other people, term. I've called them youths. <laughs> I love I like that, that you're term. using yeah. youths. Yeah, I'll take it oh. any day. <laughs> okay. First, we have Nicolette Mihagos from Guarantee Real Estate. Good morning. Good morning, Don. And... Uh, I'm going to give a little bit on you, and that is that I got to know you well in the Leadership Academy mm -hmm. this past year. So I'm uh, going to ask you a few questions on that, too. So uh, maybe a future leader of the Fresno Association of Realtors <laughs> and those 4,000 people. We also have uh, Mary Avigliano. Yep, perfect. Hi. Of Iron Key Real Estate. Hey there, Don. Okay. Now, did I say that right? A Vigliano? You know what? That's the way I say it. I say it phonetically. Um, you don't even want to hear me try to say it the way the Italians are say yeah. it. I can just picture my mother <laughs> correcting me. Yes. It's... No, no, no. You said it wrong. It's a Vigliano. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And there's and that G, there's a unique G sound yeah, that I cannot it, make. It's a soft G. Yes. Ah. <laughs> that's that's about the extent of what I know in Italian, that's other than buongiorno. And mine's ciao. Ciao, yeah. <laughs> well, now we're done. You guys just said hello and goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? See, yeah, but we didn't know what we were saying, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the show must go on. Okay. And uh, Mary was also part of the Leadership Academy. Yes, and I am. and mm -hmm. um, not that they were forced to come here as one of the assignments <laughs> of the Leadership no, Academy. No, not at all, Don. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's right, because both, you both graduated. Can you imagine not graduating from that? That'd uh, be not good. Yeah. I, know, I yeah. don't know how someone doesn't graduate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's... Oh, thank you very much. That was a compliment to me because I was one of the teachers in it, and that yes. must mean I was a good teacher. You let it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get serious now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, both of you have recently got into real estate full-time, mm -hmm. and you come from interesting backgrounds, mm -hmm. corporate America, yes, and then motherhood, <laughs> and then full-time real estate. So yes. we're going to get into that also. Awesome. But first, I want to throw some stats out there, and I would like each of you to independently give your your, your take on the market. And you know what independently means? Okay. Don't say, yeah, that's right, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> give ditto. your own take. I know, we're doing ditto. But what if, like, one says it so perfectly, how can we supplement that? Exactly like that. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's um, see who he chooses. <laughs> so, interesting time. This is uh, October 30th. Yesterday was technically the last 
recording day of October. Mm -hmm. So that's 10 months in the books for 2021. <coughs> yeah. So what I did is I pulled some compar <laughs> comparables, uh, and excuse me, not comparables, I pulled some statistics on 2021 for the whole year so far. Uh, but, and I did, normally we compare it to last year. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's hard to compare anything yes. to 2020. Yes. So I compared it to 2019. So we're skipping a year in there. Yeah. Don't a, we all wish we could have skipped year. 2020? <laughs> yes. All right. Um, first of all, the number of solds in 2019 uh, for the first 10 months was 6,159. Sixty-one fifty-nine, and this is for Fresno Clovis, okay. as we've said on the show before. If we all came up with different statistics, yeah. it's probably because we have different parameters. Yep. Yeah. One might say Fresno County, another the Central Valley. Yep. Uh, but this is Fresno Clovis, the biggest metropolitan area of the Central Valley. So in 2019, 6,159 sales. This year, number of sales is up. 6345. Oh wow. So almost 200 more. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to predict that by Monday when we have more input from those late closings yesterday, mm -hmm. we'll probably we might even approach 6500. Wow. So a healthy amount more than 2019. Um Mary, what <laughs> I'm going to pick on you okay, first. Okay, let's do this. What, what's your take on that? Um, you know, we're, we've come out of a pandemic, or we're coming out of a mm -hmm. pandemic. We've had tons and tons of challenges. Yeah. Why would there be more sales now than in our last normal year? And, and you might start off with nothing's been normal lately. <laughs> That's exactly it. Nothing's been normal lately. So, you know, even though we're, you know, pretending as if 2020 didn't happen but 2020 I feel plays a big role as to why you know the numbers in 2021 are where they're at so you know you get a whole year of people um, being stuck in home you know because of the stay-at-home order um, you know they're they have more time to look at the walls to hear all the kiddos play while they're trying to do school or um, work from home so um, I feel that um, you know you combine that with the amazing interest rates that we saw today or this year um, so you pair those two up and then you also just pair the pure um, economics that there are not enough homes on the market um, and so I feel all those three components are driving the 2021 market and the real estate market to perform the way that it has mm -hmm. so that's the way I feel about that <laughs> okay Nicolette what do you see ditto no <laughs> no um I will say I agree with Mary in regard to last year. I think people were at home and you felt cramped and you mm -hmm. kind of started realizing. Um, I think there's a st statistic out there that showed how many people wanted to move into something with like more acreage, bigger lots out of the inner city to suburban or further out. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say I think the biggest driving point was the rates. I mean, the rates coming down so low people can afford more. It just made sense to try to move up. And um, 
I was a little surprised that it did show that there were more homes sold this year than 2019, only because the inventory has been so mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. in that regard. But I mean, the people are out there and they want to buy. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. A, another way to put that is mm-hmm. we've had more sales despite the fact mm-hmm. right. there's yeah. fewer yeah. opportunities yeah. for sales. Yeah. And I think what was unique about this year, and again, you know, this is, um, I'm just uh, a little over one year, my official full time in real estate, but um, I think what was unique this year and what I'm hearing or what I've heard from my colleagues is that collaboration between buyers and sellers like we they had to work together, you know, because there were so many contingent sales on um, sellers having to find their next home and then um, sellers in possession. Um, there was a lot of extra things that um, us realtors had to play with as we're trying to find homes for our buyers and trying to sell homes and buy homes for our sellers. So that collaboration between buyer and seller doesn't seem right because you would think in negotiation you try to win for yourself, make the other side lose. (laughs) But this took some creativity to where it was a win-win negotiation. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I um, with some sellers, you know, they, they had to stay whatever period it was and they had to find the right buyer who was willing to play ball, you know, and, you know, some buyers were, some buyers weren't, some sellers were on their end and some sellers weren't too. So it's kind of like the stars had to align to make a transaction happen. Yeah. But I think it made mm-hmm. the relationship yes. with realtors so much better. Yeah. I mean, Why the, is that? I just felt the camaraderie was there. We all knew we were coming to play mm-hmm. the game, if you will, as Mary said, mm-hmm. but on the same team. Yes. So even though we had our own client, we knew at the end of the day, the biggest thing was to get both of our clients what they wanted, make everybody happy, and close the deal. Mm-hmm. Find the common ground. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is something that one of my mentors, my old, my one of my original brokers way back when, <laughs> I didn't have to stress way back then, did I? <laughs> Maybe just a little. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the big thing. You've got to find common ground yep. between buyer and seller. Mm-hmm. Maybe the seller will take a little lower offer if somebody allows them extra time in the home mm-hmm. so that they can find a new new place to go. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, now... Here, I'm going to throw out another stat, and that is the dip in 20, in, yeah, in 2019, the median sales price. Now, I'm going to go to the average sales price this time. Okay. All right, the, the average sales price was $313,000 for a home in uh, Fre- Fresno, Clovis area. That was typically an 1,800 square foot home, three bedroom, two bath, um, on a average size lot, uh, you know, 6,000 square feet or, or, or there. So 313,000. This year, it's 398,000. Oh so it's gone up, it's gone up. in two years, in gone two years. up a, a significant amount, and yet there's more, more buyers more demand mm-hmm. what's your take for let's start off with nicolette hey isn't that a great stat to show our buyers like this is why you need to buy 
because this is the best investment you're going to ever make. It -hmm. just keeps increasing. But it is interesting how that, when you don't have enough inventory, that demand, that price is just going to keep increasing. And that's what's happened. The rates have gone down. So you can afford more, which is thank goodness for those rates going down from 2019. Or you wouldn't be able to afford that average price now. Yeah. Affordability Mm -hmm. is really high right now Mm -hmm. and i'm going to throw something a little controversial out there so you don't Mm -hmm. need to respond to it but (laughs) one reason affordability is high is the lower rates Mm -hmm. but i think wages have gone up too Mm -hmm. oh i i do agree yeah 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 so people are being paid more Mm -hmm. being charged less and then what a great opportunity to lock in your housing Mm -hmm. costs for the next 30 years yeah. Yeah. And, and then to add to the controversy, we have seen a big influx of people outside of the Fresno and Clovis area moving to the Fresno and Clovis area. Right. So because we're so affordable, we're mm-hmm. so affordable, especially when a lot of the Bay Area companies gave their um, employees, you know, the green light to work from home indefinitely with the same pay. And so we have a lot of people coming here with some pretty good salaries and they're able to afford a little bit more too Mm -hmm. so that's interesting yeah controversy well (laughs) we will be taking a commercial break right now so when we get back we're going to talk more on this phenomena of the central valley housing thank you and stay tuned to welcome home radio Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are here with Nick Nicolette <laughs> Mahangos and Mary Avigliano. Did, did the two of you have to make it so hard? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, I blame my husband. <laughs> okay. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> and, and Mary is with Iron Key Real Estate. Nicolette is with Guarantee Real Estate. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. Why are two competitors on the same show. I mean, shouldn't you guys be competing and not sharing and not cooperating, not collaborating? (laughs) That would not be very far of us to not collaborate. (laughs) That is a very good pun. Exactly, I like that, I like that. Our business is built on that cooperation. Two competing companies coming together in one transaction Mm -hmm. to make two different people achieve their goals. Yes, yeah. So yes, it's a beautiful um, thing. <laughs> yeah, but the two of you didn't always work in that spirit of cooperation. You, you got both of you interesting were um, in corporate America. Yes. And Mary, <clears throat> why don't you tell us what you did? Give us a little <laughs> uh, career history on you. Sure. So for 17 years, I was in ag lending. So I actually started as an intern um, and then worked my way up. And I was with that company for 15 years. And so we did long-term real estate secured lending. We were kind of considered like a one-stop shop. So um, by the time I left that company, um, I analyzed my deals, underwrote my deals, appraised my my deals, serviced my deals. Um, But the beautiful thing about the experience there was I was very familiar with working 
on an, working with an internal team and an external team to bring our clients literally to the closing table because we had to close their loan so that they can get funded and you know use that money to help you know grow nuts and vegetables and things like that and so not residential but not ag. not residential but ag so i feel that um that experience definitely helps me on this side you know um i stayed with that company for 15 years went to a competitor for the last two years of my 17 year tenure with corporate america um and that was still also ag lending but at but with the second company i chose just the underwriting route well not just because underwriting is very fun and challenging, <laughs> but, but definitely um, the numbers spoke to me and the season of life that I was in, I, I just kind of wanted to do the numbers and not necessarily the face of the relationship. So you did underwriting. Yes. Okay, here is <laughs> this question I, I love always it. wanted. Tell me. <laughs> and, and this may be one of the biggest differences in your job now. Uh-huh. As an underwriter, mm -hmm. you have to understand somebody not by meeting them, mm -hmm. not by getting to know them, mm -hmm. by shaking hands, mm -hmm. seeing them, yeah. but you have to get to know them and their character by documentation. Yes, very intimately by documentation and numbers. And now you're in a business where <laughs> it's the other way around. Yes, yes. So even in the even in the first um, company, you know, I did do the face. Um, or what they would call like the RM relationship management of um, the position as well. So it was never just a black and white story of, you know, what these numbers showed. It's always like, hey, who are the farmers? Who are our borrowers? What are they trying to do? Um, my mentor, the one that actually brought me into ag lending, you know, he's like, Mary, tell me the story. You know, these are just numbers, but tell me the story behind, you know, why we're doing the deal, why we should do the deal. And if the customers or borrowers are able to service the debt on a on a you know ongoing basis. And so um, the story and the families um, that we helped, it was always making sure that I understood that part as well. And I conveyed it as part of my loan packages as well. <laughs> OK. And Nicolette. Tell us a little background on, on your career. Well, wasn't that cool? Um, <laughs> I just, you know. It's hard to be as I, cool as Mary. <laughs> Mary is like I love so you guys. Cool. <laughs> um, and I truly mean that. Um, no, I did consumer residential lending in a bank. So not even as a broker or anything like that. It was in a bank setting. And I started out really young. Um, not as an intern, but as a teller, you know, and I did, I worked my way up really quickly and got into the lending piece and I enjoyed it. And I did that for about six years. And um, it really was more FaceTime with the client, mm -hmm. right? And then we took the application, got to know the story and then passed everything down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you just pass the file away. Um, and then I got married and started having kids. And so then it just made sense with two children to stay home. Are your two children listening today? Probably not. <laughs> no. And now I have three. So oh. none of them are probably listening. They're all probably asleep. They're, oh. Two of them are teenagers. So. Oh, oh well, yeah. that explains yeah. it. Yeah. It's I was going to say, what kids, you know, asleep at 930 in the morning. But <laughs> teenagers. Teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, um, and then I mommed it for about 10, 11 years and, um, 
I was the PTA president and did all of the things that, you know, soccer mom, the whole, the whole <laughs> kit and caboodle. And um, when I looked into real estate, actually, someone said, oh, that's wow. You know, commission. And I said, well, I'm used to working for free. I work for the school system. Come on. I'm a PTA mom. I do free things all the time. No different. So, yeah, that's kind of where my history came from. And um, real estate seemed like just the most organic next step. I didn't want to get back into banking. I didn't want to get back into lending or corporate America. Mm-hmm. Now I have three kids, different ages. I'm kind of everywhere. So I needed something that would be more flexible. Mm-hmm. Is that flexibility what drew you to, to residential real estate? No. It, yes and no. It was Tell a, us what it, it was. It was a very 50-50. <laughs> Um, actually what really drew me was, um, I was shocked at how many people that I knew and that I grew up with really didn't understand the value investing in property in their community. And then also the more I got invested into my community and meeting different people, um, I was surprised at how many people are kind of like down on Fresno, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, you know, I can't wait to get out of Fresno. Can't wait to open a business somewhere else. Can't wait, you know, to, and I couldn't figure out why, because I love it here. Mm -hmm. I love my community. I love where I live. And so I wanted to really share that with other people. Mm -hmm. All right, Mary, what (laughs) made you make that jump into residential real estate? So it's, I feel it's been in the works for a while. Um, while in corporate America, I um, knew I wanted something different. I wanted something that would give, and this is prior to babies, um, but I knew, you know, you just kind of know that this wasn't where I felt my skill set and where I was, yeah, where my my skill set was being optimized. And so I had, I have a heart for our community. I love our community, same as Nicolette. I think, you know, Fresno is an amazing community. Um, I've served in different urban ministries, you know, in different parts of Fresno. So, um, and grew up, you know, just north of Roosevelt, and now we're in the ranchos. And then, you know, with ag, that also, you know, opened up my eyes to the ag communities as well. So I always wanted to give back to my community. Um, and I thought residential real estate was like a beautiful way to do that because not only am I serving my community, but how awesome is it that I get to help chase my clients' dreams while they're helping me chase my dreams, which is, you know, no longer the cuffs of corporate America. I'm my own <laughs> boss, you know. Um, um, but it was something that we couldn't do right away. We had to really wait until, you know, our family was in a position to take a little bit more risk. And so, I mean, I've been I've been listening to other real estate podcasts for over seven years. Um, and then, of course, the pivotal or pivotal moment of our um, decision to um, take this risk was having the second baby, and that it's little baby is a one. risk taker. So, <laughs> you know, so we had her right at the end of 2019. So um, this is going into 2020, and I was still with Corporate America, but on maternity leave. I already got licensed um, that summer because I took a conf- um, I took a course, a mandatory class, at my bank for conflict of interest, and it showed that this was not going to be a conflict of interest if I pursued my real estate um, license as long as I don't leverage, you know, the bank or clientele or things like that. So I was like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. 
Um, so while baking a baby um, went after my license, I didn't even know how my brain was able to retain the information. But anyhow, um, so while maternity leave, I was um, found or switched brokerages um, and went with Iron Key Real Estate. Um, loved everything um, that I saw there. Um, so I know, again, we're not trying to talk about 2020, but 2020 for our family provided many opportunities for us because when the stay-at-home order went into effect, every company had to go virtual. And it was the most beautiful thing for us mm -hmm. because I was able to sit on my sales meeting or the sales meeting at Iron Key and all the contracts courses went online. I took some courses from CAR um, and I mean, and I'm trying to keep a baby alive. <laughs> Yeah. And keep saying, but, um, you know, I was telling my husband, I was like, honey, like everything that I'm doing on the real estate side is bringing me joy. It's bringing me joy. And I was getting really um, lots of anxiety of going back to the bank. And and so my husband was just like, well, um, you know, if uh, so, we're people of faith. And he's just like, if God's telling us, you know, it's time to make the move. I said, God is literally telling me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet through this anxiety <laughs> in my body that it is time. It yeah. is time. It is time, you know. And, you know, we didn't have, um, you know, I'm a numbers girl. So, you know, the number in the bank wasn't what we wanted it to be. The numbers here wasn't what it wanted it to be. But I said, if I don't do this if we don't do this now i i don't think we're ever going to do it because we'll get back in corporate america life be comfortable with you know everything that way and not be able to take that risk so so before we go yes. to the next commercial <laughs> break i just want to point out that you know real estate mm -hmm. is really yes. a great career yes. and this is what i tell people mm -hmm. at because i've done this for a long 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 time i yes. was a lender too for a while i love it Th this is way <laughs> back in the beginning interest rates we're at 17 and a half percent and that's and there was a shortage on money at the time Ugh. so that's if you could get the yes. loan yes uh, uh, just from supply and demand mm -hmm. <clears throat> but anyway um with that we're going to go to our next commercial <laughs> break stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 kyno Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are here with Nicolette Mahangos of Guarantee Real Estate and Mary Aviliano of Iron Key Real Estate. I changed your name now. I, I, I heard. To fit the narrative. There you go. Okay, we've been talking about your careers in real estate, and I wanted to point this out. Real estate is a really, really hard job, mm -hmm. but it's a fantastic career. Yes. yes, that is yes. correct. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe that's why it is so fantastic is because we help guide and lead mm -hmm. uh, people through really difficult situations. Mm -hmm. uh, escrows can be tough, uh, yes. and, and not just escrows, the lending process. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know. I, mm -hmm. I can't wait to say this because you have to document <laughs> your personality and your ability to repay to an underwriter that's never going to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, I've yep. likened it to underwriters mm -hmm. are like the mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. They got all the power. Yes. But they're somewhere out there yes. behind a screen in yes. Kansas. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> Unless you're an egg, it's a little different. 
Oh yeah, then you get to go out there in your boots. Yes, and... we do. I, I I I always had a spare clothes of or a spare change of clothes in the car with boots and pants and always ready to go to the field if I had to. <laughs> All right. Well, earlier we talked about you know prices going up, mm-hmm. even wages going mm-hmm. up, uh, but interest rates being so low. But you hear all these, all this talk that, oh, rates are going up. What's your take on that? Let's start with Nicolette. Yeah, I mean, I think they are going up a little bit, but it kind of does make me chuckle. I think everybody in this room has come from a background in lending. So we've seen all kinds of different rates. Um, And even just three or four years ago, they were up above four. The fact that we've gotten so low, I think we've gotten pretty spoiled. Um, spoiled. Interesting <laughs> word. Ooh, we went there. Uh, I think we're a little spoiled. And it's great. And that's why you take advantage of it. You got it, you know, like anything else. You take advantage of it. Well, it's great. Mm-hmm. A mortgage rate is still going to be the lowest you're going to get versus a consumer loan of any kind, uh, whether it be an equity or a credit card. So, I mean, you still are always going to get the best bang for your buck buying real estate with mm-hmm. interest rates. Here's mm-hmm. an interesting thought, too. If you get a credit card, um, they could change the interest rate on you. Mm-hmm. But with today's mortgages, not it's, the case. It's fixed. Yep. If yeah. you get a 30-year, it's fixed for 30 years. If you get a 15-year, it's fixed mm-hmm. for 15 years. Yeah. So that's a and thing. Y- your interest rate is fixed for 30 years. It doesn't change until the year 2051. When it goes to zero. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. So the amazing interest rates are driving it or helping to drive it. It's Mm -hmm. one of the drivers. Yes. Uh, I'm going to also say another driver as to why there's so many buyers is appreciation. Yes. And we always thought of appreciation as the price going up. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about people appreciating their home more oh. mm-hmm. thanks to the yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, people are saying, wow, I really like our yard now. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of that thing, I had to go mow every Saturday. <laughs> now it's a place to run around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, for, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I echo that. I think, you know, again, you know, being stuck in the same, you know, home for during that duration, um, definitely gave people an appreciation for the home and you know for them to evaluate if it still currently fits their needs or if um, they've outgrown it or if they have to go smaller so and i think the neighborhood mm-hmm. neighborhoods school i mean all of that i mean schools maybe not so much last year but neighborhoods most definitely am mm-hmm. i close to a park am i close to a walking trail mm-hmm. can you know we get out somewhere that's mm-hmm. going to still be outdoors yeah. that we can actually utilize mm-hmm. It was, I think, a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I um, just kind of going off of what Nicolette was mentioning about the interest rates, too. You know, when you're buying a home, so it's going, you know, it's talking about appreciation of the home itself in the sense from the heart feel from the, you know, from the um, from the heart. But the actual true appreciation of the home, you know, when you're investing, you know, 30 years of your income to a home, that home is appreciating in value versus a credit card. You could spend it on whatever you want or a car loan. Those are depreciating, you know, so those are not really assets. You know, your home is your asset. And what I share with my clients and what 
you know, a lot of my clients, you know, um, share with me is that, you know, the homes bring them opportunities, you know, with that equity, they're able, you know, they possibly are able to become investors for the first time or, you know, use the equity to fund children's tuitions, just different things like that. So, you know, with the home, I think, you know, um, people are definitely appreciating it in that sense too is you know it is going to provide opportunities for them that they probably wouldn't have if they don't own a home mm-hmm. yeah and it it does appreciate mm-hmm. and historically mm-hmm. it's always gone up mm-hmm. in the long term yes maybe not in the short term correct mm-hmm. i remember i bought a house for two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. my mother said hey you paid too much (laughs) how do you know you're a seamstress (laughs) i'm a broker i i know well three years later she was right Mm -hmm. because it went down Mm -hmm. to a value of 170,000 from 200 and i'm thinking oh boy what did i do but Mm -hmm. it didn't matter really because we weren't moving yep we stayed there uh raised the family Mm -hmm. and before uh, about 12 13 years later, mm-hmm. it had doubled in value, yeah. went from 200,000 to 400. Mm-hmm. So look at that ride. Yeah. 200 to 170 to 400. Mm-hmm. It went down from there. Mm-hmm. When we finally sold it, it, mm-hmm. it sold for 330. Mm-hmm. Uh, so still a really great yeah. investment. And that's the only time that it mattered yep. what it was worth. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. Um, one of my, actually, he was my very first client. So in 2019, it was the only deal I did while, you know, baking a baby. Um, but so my first buyer in 2019 became my ever first seller in 2020. Mm-hmm. No, what's it? 2021. And so um, we purchased his home for 145. We sold it for, no, 225. No, 245. And then we sold it for 279. So he was able to walk away in just over a year with a, you know, a nice good chunk of change to put into their next, which is now their forever home. So that's not a typical market, but it was, you know, it was fun to be able to, um, you know, help him along the way when I knew that he just wanted a home for appreciation. And then for that home to help him get into the next house, we just didn't know it was going to be in just over a year. Mm-hmm. So, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the opportunities and the challenges in today's market? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, again, the opportunities here, you know, um, lies with, you know, taking advantage of the interest rate. You know, if it makes sense for you to move or buy now, um, interest rates are still low. You know, um, I just recommend people to come to the market very patient. I try to give them a full picture of what we're of this current market that we're in, so that um, you know they're they're going to come prepared. Um, when I work with my buyers, I do share with them that you know the likelihood of us not getting our offer accepted on the first try is very high, just because of you know what the market's doing, not that I'm not going to try to go at, you know, that, that home with everything that I have and with, and with everything we have. But, you know, um, I tell them the first cuts the deepest and I give them 24 hours to recover. After 24 <laughs> hours, we got to get back on that horse and go at it because those are the winners. 
So if you want to keep on crying, I may give you 24 hours and a minute, but then we're done and we have to go up to the she market. She is definitely a toddler mom. You hear that? Yeah. She's oh, like, yes, you get one minute to cry and we're doing and, it again. And, and we're done. Get but, back on yes. that bike. Yeah, but you know, I, you know, because right now, you know, we, I mean, because some time buyers. Time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. And, you know, there's buy, there's true buyers fatigue who have been out in the market looking and looking. Um, but if we don't quit, like there is opportunity. You're gonna get it eventually. Yeah, it's that's mm-hmm. the biggest hurdle mm-hmm. is is talking to your clients about just staying staying consistent and staying with it. Mm-hmm. And you have to be on top of it. You just have to be ready to jump out there, go see the house when it comes on the market because you might only have the weekend. Mm-hmm. So you got to take advantage of every of every minute and yeah. to be prepared. I mean, is just the most important thing, like Mary said, I have, um, you know, you, and that's the most important thing about having a realtor, just uh, truthfully, um, mm-hmm. knowing where to start. Where do I start? I mm-hmm. hear it all the time yep. from, from clients or people that are like, I'm thinking about buying a house, but they don't really know where to start. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've got to be ready. Yep. I like, you said a couple of terms, buyer fatigue and be prepared. Mm-hmm. If I think if buyers would look at it that making an offer on a home that they were hoping to get and then losing it mm-hmm. is a way of being prepared for mm-hmm. that home that is mm-hmm. eventually going to be there. Yeah. And I don't know why this happens. It, maybe it's just karma, something <laughs> like that. But um, people usually end up with the best home. Yes, you know, the you best go, for them. It, yes. Right. Uh, yes. I've had some buyers also that they've made several offers and mm-hmm. when they finally get one, I'll say, okay, let's go back now and look at those others you mm-hmm. offered on. Yeah. Which would you want? Oh, this one here. Yes. Yeah. It's the yes. one that they got. Yes. Um, yeah. So it all works out all for works a reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. That's right. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to be prepared? Start with a realtor. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I love it. The answer. I was just hoping you would say it for everyone else. Oh, all right. Yes. And then the realtor will just lead you through. Yes. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's our job. Hey, that's mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is exactly it. All right. With that, we do have to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio with us today, we have Mary Avigliano of Iron Key Real Estate and Nicolette Mihangos of Guarantee Real Estate. And a um, couple of agents that are uh, real estate professionals. And I am going to stress professionals. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to stress that. Uh, and they came from corporate America both spent time as uh, in the mom life mm-hmm. and, and uh, well, still, still, you're still doing <laughs> Very time. active in the mom life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and now you're helping clients mm-hmm. get, get, get their dream home. Mm-hmm. Two of you um, this year were entered into the Leadership Academy of the Fresno Association of Realtors. So let me start off with Mary. <laughs> Why did, why did you get into it? 
Um, so my main reason of getting into the FAR Leadership Academy was definitely I knew that this is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life helping clients get in and out of homes and investing in in and out of homes. So if I'm making that big of a commitment, I know that I have to bring value to them. And FAR Leadership Academy is a great opportunity for me to learn about um, the governing body of real estate here locally and the ins and outs of it so that I can bring value to the clients um, with their real estate needs. All right, Nicolette, why did you get into it? (laughs) I got into the Leadership Academy because in all honesty, I really wanted to learn how the inside of FAR worked because how else do you become knowledgeable and comfortable with an organization how do you feel a part of an organization if you don't really know who are the you know who are the Don Scordinos of far <laughs> I know I just thought you were a voice on the radio Don <laughs> I, mean, I had no idea so <laughs> you're a real so, I still don't know who I am <laughs> so I really did I wanted to learn more about f- about how everything worked and then how I could eventually play a part, help, where could I fit in to plug in? And again, it's just like investing in the community when you purchase a home. It's investing in what you do with the organization you're representing so that I could also, you know, better suit my clients, help them and be the best voice I could be. And Steve Flash strong-armed me slightly into it as well. But that's, you know, that's fine. It's okay. All right. By the way, Steve Flash was the co-chair Uh, of the Leadership Mm -hmm. Academy, so he was one of the presenters, and then I was the other one. So, of the two, which was your favorite? (laughs) Well, Mary was really always just my favorite draw (laughs) to the Leadership Academy. You like that? Okay, this, my intention was to do more of a dig at Steve Flash. All right. That's awesome. Steve's gonna in fact uh, he's listening he's always listening (laughs) yeah he is (laughs) funny story about the leadership academy and your two managers so uh, Mary your manager Brandon Mm -hmm. Gonzalez was president of the Association of Realtors way back when when I got this brilliant idea that we should have a leadership academy so uh, and, and groom new leaders so uh, this is going to come back to Steve Flash, by the way. <laughs> so I called Brandon, gave him the idea, and he goes, hmm, you know, with that Brandon. Mm-hmm, with hmm. the Brandon yeah. swag. That's right. <laughs> um, he goes, I'll call you back. He called back in five minutes and says, okay, we'll do it. And um, it turned out he had called our executive officer, Mary Van Ness, and thought, uh, you know, it, it came out good. That's awesome. So anyway, here's where Steve Flash comes in. <laughs> So Steve was an up and coming leader. And uh, my idea was to take the sophomores and juniors and turn them into seniors. Uh, When, so I called Steve and I said, we're gonna start this leadership academy. And I think that you ought to join and enroll in it. And he goes, "Uh, Don, I'm a little bit insulted because (laughs) I was asked to teach in there. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) <laughs> wow. So, Whoops. Well, all right. Steve, you're you're a, a sophomore. What are you gonna do? Teach the freshmen? <laughs> Burn. With, with Steve, you can talk that way. Yes. Yeah. So so both of your managers were involved in the, the awesome. creation of that. 
That's awesome. That's exciting. I mean, I think that's the whole point of it and kind Mm -hmm. of back to the whole camaraderie, right? This Leadership Academy isn't specified just to guarantee brokers or iron iron key brokers. It's Mm -hmm. for everybody that is with FAR, with our Mm -hmm. association. Yes. And it just creates relationships and shows, you know, what we're all trying, the same goal we're all trying to get to. Agreed. Yeah, it, and in the <clears throat> this year's Leadership Academy, there was um, uh, people there that are in very mm-hmm. small offices, people in very large offices, mm-hmm. yes. and it didn't matter. I mean, yeah. we were all there at the yeah. table mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I loved it too because you had different people with different experiences and length in the industry, and we had an actual broker in this year's for our leadership as well. And so just everybody coming to the table and just sharing you know, their perspective of, you know, of the market and, you know, the different topics that we discuss. I, it was really awesome just to kind of hear and absorb all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, I would like, because our show is geared towards the consumer, home buyers, home sellers, not necessarily to future leaders of FAR, mm-hmm. but uh, in a 30-second elevator pitch, <laughs> when we'll start off with seconds. Mary, um, <laughs> what does the Fresno Association of Realtors mean to the consumer? Um, to the consumer, I feel that this is a, again, you know, it's a governing body of the local real estate market. But by governing, I also mean protecting the consumer with their real estate transactions. Um, you know, we have different policies in place. Um, there's different ways to work things out if there is a dispute in any of the real estate transactions. But I really do that. Uh, I really do feel that we are, um, you know, the main line of defense when it comes to the real estate transactions. And it's the consumer um, that benefits from this. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I just feel protection for the consumer mm-hmm. is my main key point takeaway from my 30 second elevator pitch. <laughs> You're on 43 seconds. Oh, dang. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> you failed this one. However, you did pass and graduate from the Leadership <laughs> Academy. <laughs> All right, Nicolette, same elevator pitch question. So I would say that the FAR leadership and FAR in general, what it really is doing is it is training and teaching realtors on the same level, same playing field. It's giving us our code of conduct and ethics. And so when you know you have a realtor that's come through these programs and these things, they're educated, knowledgeable, they're, you know, trustworthy, and they're going to get you through your process with the utmost care and again creating the a safe environment for all the whole transaction Mm -hmm. and according to the department of real estate that's the broker's job the broker Mm -hmm. each individual broker should so actually the fresno association of realtors is a resource for all those brokers we have over 700 brokers in the fresno uh, association of realtors that can use this as a resource to further the cooperation, collaboration mm-hmm. uh, in, in transactions. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. See, and that was done in 29 seconds, see? <laughs> you had this on Gold down. star. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I've learned the, the beauty of radio is you, you can make up statistics. Okay. Oh, so you're saying I actually did my elevator sp- um, pitch in 30 seconds and not 43 seconds. No, I actually, think he's I think, still saying 43. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. 
and I might have been giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so speaking of radio and what you hear, what you see on TV, um, mm -hmm. I had a client the other day say, I can't move. There's mm -hmm. nothing available. And I said, well, where did you get that myth? She goes, well, it's on TV. I can't find a rental. There's nothing available. I said, well, have you ever heard of fake news? <laughs> and zero is a really tough statistic to, to stick with. Mm -hmm. um, I gave her several phone numbers. I said, make some calls. Mm -hmm. You know, they're out there. Yeah. Uh, we're on the streets. We get to see. Mm -hmm. We don't have to hear yeah. statistics. We get to see and be a part of those mm -hmm. statistics. Yes. And we know that, yeah, inventory is low. Mm -hmm. Demand is high. Mm -hmm. But it still happens. In still fact, happens. going back to our first segment, mm -hmm. there's more happening this year than in 2019. Mm -hmm. It just takes yes. more due diligence. I think, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be ready to hit the pavement. Yep. I like that. Due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. takes more work. Mm -hmm. And if you have a realtor to help you work with that, yeah. you're fine. Okay. One more elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolette, what do you, 30 seconds or less, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Ooh. Um, to remember that the first call that you should make when you're looking at purchasing a house is a realtor or a friend that you can count on to give you a really good referral because that's usually where most of our business comes from right mm -hmm. is that trustworthy friend that's going to point you in the direction of someone they know i thought it came from TikTok. <laughs> oh <laughs> no well, that's second um and then also <laughs> investing in your community and loving where you live and and really wanting to just invest in your future by by purchasing a home because it's the best way to do it all right Mary, what do you want people to remember most? Similar to Nicolette's, um, you know, definitely align yourself with an awesome realtor that keeps your interest top of mind. And if you don't know of any, we have three awesome ones right here. Or like Nicolette said, talk to an amazing friend or family member who will point you in, into the right direction. Um, you know, again, you know, that that realtor is going to help you, you know, through every part of that transaction and we're going to be best friends for like 30 days and you'll get text messages you know from your clients who close and says i miss you bff and yeah. i said i'm still here don't you worry i'm your realtor for life but mm -hmm. but yes i think just align yourself with a realtor that you that you trust all right thank you very much <laughs> to both mary avigliano of iron key and nicolette mihangos of guarantee real estate for coming in here today and helping inform our community. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in every Saturday to Welcome Home Radio, 940 on that 50,000 watt KYNO. Thank you.